0: Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and today we have a special guest host on the program, Pastor Brian Leonards. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. Of course, at this time also, we'd like to personally invite you to attend services at Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. Sunday, we have two services, first at 9 a.m., and then also at 11 a.m., and you can attend either. The usual COVID-19 protocols will be in place. We also have a live stream during our 9 a.m. service, which you can find at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, in the absence of Pastor Walton, Pastor Clinton FUMR will be preaching on Numbers 13. To begin Harvest Time today, let's welcome Pastor Brian Leonards. Hi, Pastor Brian.
1: Well, welcome, Chris. It's a joy to be here again today and joining with me during Harvest Time, I have Luke Mullins. Luke, how are you doing today? Great. Great. We're excited to get to know you a little bit. Luke's new to our ministry. Well, in some ways, you've been here before. You're here about a summer ago, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. But Luke, can you tell us a little bit about you, what you do here at Harvest?
2: Yeah, right now I'm working in the office as an administrative assistant, do a lot of things with communication with the uh, church family, and some other little details around the office. Work a lot with Miss Pam, Daniel, and you, obviously, during that time. So,
1: Yeah, Luke's a, a big help to myself. and He's kind of coming alongside me with a bunch of tasks and help filling the administrative assistant role for many people here. It's been a, a blessing to have yourself as well as your wife, Hannah, here. Mm-hmm. Now, Luke, for those who don't really know kind of your story a little bit, can you kind of tell us where you grew up, maybe how you came to know the Lord?
2: Yeah, I grew up in a little town called Carlisle, Ohio. I was born near Cleveland and then moved to Carlisle. was there pretty much my whole life. My parents, they were faithful in the church and my dad was a tech for a company called Honeywell. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. She homeschooled us. So obviously being in that environment growing up, I came to know the Lord at a young age. I'm so thankful for that. There were a lot of Confusions growing up with truly understanding maybe the gospel in some areas. I do believe that I, I, I accepted Christ when I was very young. I think I was four years old, 2002. But I didn't remember getting saved. And so I do remember being baptized, and that did lead to a lot of doubts growing up with my salvation. Like, oh, well, did, did, was I really saved? Did I say the right words? Did I really believe? You know, those things where. Uh, As I matured in my faith, I realized more, okay, that's not what the gospel's about. It's about um, trusting in Christ and His work, you know, His work on the cross, not any way I say things, not what I do, not the perfect prayer or whatever. So I, I learned a lot maturing in my faith growing up in that home church, and I really grew probably in my youth group years. When I was starting seventh grade, I started growing in my relationship with the Lord in a deeper, greater way. My youth pastor had a great influence on me going to youth camps. Also, our missions conferences, really, in my home church had a great impact on me. That's where I developed a greater love, appreciation for God's work around the world. And so that's when God really started kind of planting those seeds of uh, desire, maybe possibility of, oh, okay, would that be something that God would have me to go into? You know, maybe missions work. I wasn't really sure until high school, really. And even then, I still was questioning, okay, what, what God, what do you want me to do? I knew that I wanted to serve God faithfully. I knew I wanted to serve Him completely wherever He had me. And I thought after going on a few short-term missions trips, maybe that would be where God would have me. And so I decided to go to a Bible college called Appalachian Bible College. That's where I met my wife, Hannah. We were able to be on a ensemble group during the summer and so we were able to go around the country and and sing and minister different churches do some youth events there and I I really started growing in my appreciation for ministry during that time but also again in in my youth group years my youth pastor had a great influence on pushing us towards ministries and saying hey would you guys want to serve in this way or could you teach at a nursing home sermon or can you lead music that kind of thing so
1: yeah, and, and Hannah's been a great blessing to the ministry. We tried to get her on today, yeah. and she was booked, so we got the next best thing, right? Yep,
2: yeah, <laughs> definitely better than me. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's been a great to have both you guys, and both you and Hannah joined staff about three, four months ago, but this wasn't your first time out in Guam. Could mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about that, what brought you out to Guam the first time, and how, how your guys' heart gotten it to harvest? Yeah,
2: so Hannah, she's in elementary education, I was in TESOL. I, I graduated with TESOL and missions. And so I needed to take an internship for my ESL. To be honest, that wasn't my, this was my passion, but I was like, oh, okay, this might be a good tool if God decides to maybe place us in a you know creative access country one day or whatever. So we're looking for an internship. I was looking for an internship and Pastor Ken, he was visiting ABC. And so one of the girls who was here a previous summer connected him with us. And so we were able to talk, to him, and he's like, maybe, you know, I think it'd be a really good fit for you, and to be honest, at that point, it was just, oh, this is a really easy internship fit, and I know the ministry is great over in Guam, so uh, I'll try it out and see, you know, get my internship, and Hannah, she really started appreciating the ministry after talking to Ken. And so we almost didn't go together because, you know, we didn't like, oh, well, we don't want it to be a couple thing because we weren't married at that point. Yes, so, you
0: did. Yes. N- yeah. No, we did <laughs> want to go together, but
2: we didn't want to go for the wrong reasons, yes. you know. So she was like, ah, oh, I don't know. I want to definitely follow what God wants. And I don't want it to be completely just because we're together, you know. And so God kind of worked in this individually where I think at that point, I'm pretty sure we decided to make the decision separately. And we both decided to, come to Guam for the summer, and we loved it here, loved the people, loved the ministry, uh, the focus here, and we grew a lot during that time.
1: Yeah, it was a joy to get to know you guys a little bit during that summer, and we've really seen tremendous success out here with those who've come out through our camp team, and for you who aren't used to that, we, we bring out, what is it, Luke, about a team of eight or nine?
2: To be honest, I forget. I think it's, yeah, eight or nine, maybe Ten.
1: Yeah, yeah. usually college kids ranging in different years, and they get to spend their summer out at harvest, they, they get to hop in to our, our camp ministry, some hop into our ESL ministry, and from there they get a good taste of what we do here, and they get to serve in, in multiple ways. The students who come out to the camps absolutely love the camp team, it's such a blessing. But then, when people get to see Guam and uh, taste everything it has to offer, and the ministry here, a lot of them come back out for staff. It would it would be interesting to note how many of our staff were a former camp team. Now, um, tell us a little bit about Hannah. Backing up a little bit, you met Hannah. You mentioned over there. When did you propose? How long have you guys been married?
2: Yeah, we just got married in May, so <laughs> we've had an interesting first year here. Uh, going back to when we first met, we first met freshman year. We're in the same year at Appalachian Bible College. And I thought she was cute and everything, but <laughs> but I didn't think about it much because I was really focused, like, okay, I'm going into missions. This is what I want to do. I'm not having any distractions. And so we both got on that ensemble called Gospel Heralds. And so we went around during the country. But I remember we were in the van at one point, and um, I heard Hannah talking to one of the girls in the back of the van. She's like, yeah, I'm in elementary education, but... I really think I wanna use it for missions one day. And I was just like, oh, what? Okay. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I started thinking about it a lot more then. And so I was like, oh, okay, maybe you know, maybe this would be somebody I would wanna pursue. And so during that time, I really started to like her more. And actually, before we even started dating, I called my dad and was like, hey, so what would you think about me getting married before I graduated? And so he's like, "Ah, uh, I understand. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I started pursuing her and it wasn't until that second year that I was like, oh, I told her I liked her, you know, and asked her if she was interested. And it took a little while until she was, you know, for sure, because she was really focused, too, on what she was doing, and she wanted to not have any distractions. So during that time, we started dating second semester, sophomore year, and we chose to not get married until after graduation, tried to finish out our degrees, and so, yeah, we we really just continue to fall in love with each other and fall in love with God during that time at ABC. And we were able to travel with each other the second year at the end of sophomore year. And then the end of junior year, we were on Guam for the summer team. And we were able to get married in May. Definitely wasn't what we expected with things where mm-hmm. we <laughs> we planned for a much bigger wedding and COVID hit. And I was like, oh, I don't think that it's going to end up being something that's going to affect our wedding. you know? And people were texting me like, oh, hey, are you going to... Cancel because of this. No, no, of course not. And then everything started blowing up more and more. And so then we had to have a immediate family wedding, but thankfully we were able to get married. Definitely had interesting first few months because we were an Airbnb in between jobs. We were planning to come out to Guam because God really showed us that's where he wanted us to go through talking to people senior year. And so Pastor Gary, actually, he visited our senior year He was on his way out. He was down at the, there's a little hotel, not really a hotel. It's called Alpine Lodge Mm -hmm. at the bottom of ABC's campus. And so I was like, oh, I need to say hey to Pastor Gary, you know? And so I ran down there and he was literally with his bags on the way out. And so he sat down with me. He's like, I think, you know, Harvest might be a good fit for you. You really should consider it. Just fill out an application. I was like, okay, you know, I just really don't know with with everything right now because we're already overwhelmed with getting married and COVID hitting and everything. And so I was like, okay, so we filled out an application, definitely started to think about it. And God started giving us peace of mind on a lot of those decisions of, hey, maybe this should be something that we should consider. And so we accepted positions. Then going back to, we had an interesting first few months where I was tested positive for COVID while during that time. So we were in quarantine together and then we had to postpone our flight here. Then we got here, had a negative test, but then I got tested again to try to get out of quarantine early. And so then we tested positive again. We were in quarantine a little bit longer, but God really used it to grow us all of things, not just the testing positive for COVID, but just obviously financially, we learned to trust Him Mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of ways during that time and having that break of not having a job for a little bit. I really had to give over a lot of my anxieties to the Lord and trust Him. And He's grown us so much in our trust of Him because I don't naturally, I want to I want to do everything myself in my own strength. And so he's taught me a lot through this time.
1: Yeah, I, I partially feel guilty for that, Luke, because I played <laughs> a big part in you um, being in quarantine for about a month, <laughs> month and a half. We, um, as the person whose role you you took over was heading out, we really wanted to have some crossover for some training. And so we asked you if you would come out a little bit early and uh, you were willing to and then the quarantine started, and I remember picking you guys up from the airport, and you guys were just smiling and all excited. And and then the second quarantine, <laughs> and it was a good month, month and a half. And every time we would interact with you from a, a distance with it, there was smiles and uh, excitement for it. I don't know if I could have kept that uh, attitude that whole time. So it was a, a testament to you guys with that. Now, since you've been here, I, I know you've served in a lot of different ways, just in your interactions with people. What are the type of ministries that you and you and Hannah really love to do? That you, that your hearts are knit towards?
2: Yeah, definitely, just passionate about the local church, and so there's so many things that go into that. Obviously, I really love discipleship and be you know one-on-one discipling opportunities. That's probably one of my favorite. Things. I don't I don't have necessarily a, a ton of them right now, but that's really one of my favorite probably ministries. At ABC, I was able to be an RA, so there's a lot of times where I was able to be talking to guys, discipling them, but also, I mean, I was an RA, but I was being discipled by guys in my hall all the time. And so just the intentional relationships, building those. Also, just whatever, you know, around the church that needs to be done. We just love serving in those areas, whether it be children's ministry or whether it be teen ministry or serving teaching a class, really whatever God has for me at the time. So I never thought of myself as being necessarily really gifted in a specific area. So really I've been kind of, I've bounced around in my life, you know, working in this area or this area, you know, whatever God has for me at the time.
1: Yeah, well, you've taken on the attitude of a a servant and you've had a great attitude in the process. It's been a joy working with you. I'm backing up a little bit, when you look back at your life, Luke, who would you say has had the biggest impacts on your life? Uh, just people who've really spoken truth into you that you maybe look up to as some of your spiritual heroes or have voiced truth to you?
2: Yeah, growing up, obviously, my pastor had a great influence on me. He's he's kind of a, a quiet leader. My, my pastor at my home church in Carlisle, where he watches kind of from a distance, and then when he sees something, he'll He'll encourage so you know for example when he heard oh hey you're, you're interested in missions i heard you know how about you read this book so just little little things here and there that he really had an influence on me and then again my youth pastor he had a great influence on me with pushing me to do things that i wasn't really comfortable with at the time i think one of the first things like that was hey, would you want to lead music for nursing home ministry? And I was like, uh, (laughs) yeah, sure. Okay. I hated that idea, but it it was great. It was good for me. And then the next big thing was, hey, would you be interested in, you know, preaching a sermon at nursing home? Uh, and so he really pushed me to uh, grow. And so there were so many great influences he had on me, obviously my parents, just kind of that faithful influence where they weren't in full-time ministry, so to speak, but they were, you know, they're full-time Christians. So uh, seeing them from a distance, just w- living the Christian life while working a job, my mom taking care of us, homeschooling us, being faithful. Obviously, once I got to know Hannah, she was a great influence on me and, and pushed me towards Christ. I realized how much I needed to grow my love for Christ when I started to fall in love with Hannah because, because she was uh, showing me how much I could love, and then I was like, wow, I don't I don't really love God as much as I should. So that's probably a great thing that she taught me, where I was like, maybe I need to stop loving Hannah so much. Like, no, you need to start, start loving God more. So she was a great influence there too.
1: That's awesome. I, I laughed when you you know mentioned the nursing home of leading music. The first ministry opportunity I was given was to lead children's ministry choir. And if you know me, that is the last ministry you should ever assign me up for. But oftentimes the Lord gives us those things as a measure of our willingness and, and faithfulness to them. It's, it's amazing how God will take something like that and grow us. And I want to finish a, a question. Um, Someone asked me this some years ago, and I apologize for putting a hard question in your court at the end here. But what's kind of the dream? I mean, five, ten years from now, I know we've talked about this a little bit, of when you look at the future and you would say, you know what, I know your heart is God wherever you want me, but the things that God's done in your life, what would be the dream five, ten years from now?
2: Yeah, obviously right now we're enjoying our ministry at Harvest, and it's a great stepping stone to what we're going for right now, which right now we, we have a burden for Muslim ministry Definitely you know God could redirect, but right now that that's a really big consideration. So long term, maybe going Indonesia, we've thought about that, but obviously that's that's uh, right now just a thought. So working in a church, maybe working with a church plant for me, an associate pastor would be great. maybe working on a team going out somewhere to plant a church or if there's maybe a church that's just developing, going over and helping disciple there, obviously Hannah has so many gifts with her teaching and just being sensitive and kind to others. And so I I think that she could be working with ladies ministries, maybe obviously heading up a lot of the kids ministries wherever we are. So yeah, long term, probably raising support kind of traditionally in the States and going somewhere full time. But God obviously could redirect at any time. So
1: yeah, selfishly, we're hoping a little for that. Out yeah, out yeah. Here, but, but we're we're thankful wherever that would be, and and we really see the future as bright for you guys. And we're so thankful for the opportunity in a ministry like Harvest to get so many young people coming out from the different colleges, different areas from around the world. And then in Harvest, whether people are here long term or short term harvest impacts everyone. Mm -hmm. It's amazing as we look at so many people who've come and gone or been here for so long. Harvest really never leaves them. It shows up in different ways and we're excited to be a part of the Great Commission in whatever way it would be. Luke, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. It was a blessing to have you and say hello to Hannah for all of us and uh, thank you all for listening today.
0: Yeah, we do want to thank you for listening and also invite you to attend services at Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. Just consider this your personal invite from us. We do have two services, one at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. You can attend either. We do have COVID-19 safety protocols in place at each service. We also have a live stream service, which you can watch at 9 a.m. Find it on our website, hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And we do have Japanese and Korean translation also during our 9 a.m. service. If you're in need of that, we'd love to have you for it. In the absence of Pastor Walton this week, Pastor Clinton Ethumar will be preaching from Numbers 13. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.